Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Psychology of Womanhood, the podcast where we delve deep into the intricate tapestry of womanhood, exploring our fascinating realms of empowerment and self-discovery, and also unlayering our resilient strength and beauty. I am your host, Shannon Icahn, Lady Battle, and I am so excited about today's topic. Before I give it to you, you know, I like to share a little bit of uh, stories. I uh, was asleep the other night, right? And I'm in my bed and just getting some really good rest. And I had fallen asleep in another room. My husband, he comes in about two something in the morning. So as I am getting older as a woman, I'm over 40, not yet 50. I go through these things called uh, hot flashes, I think. And my body just gets so hot. It's like an internal inferno. And even if you put air on me, I'm still hot in the inside, even though I'm cool on the outside. So it's hard to adjust temperatures in my house. So I have about four units in my house and I'll go to different sections of the house just to see if I can get some satisfaction so I can get some good rest. And sometimes it's good, but some nights it's just really not that good. And when I want to get a good night's rest, I'm like, okay, sleep over here because this is going to be good for you. So this was one of those nights, right? I'm finally in this nice, good sleep. I hadn't sweated. And then all of a sudden I get yanked out of bed. Come on, come on, come on. I'm like, where are we going? And I'm just looking and I'm confused and it's in the middle of the night. First of all, if any of you know the trauma I just experienced with the phone call in the middle of the night, doing things in the middle of the night for me is just not good. That is not good for my mental. That is not good for my emotions. That is not good as a trauma reminder. So I'm thankful that I was just really foggy and I'm looking around as we're walking through the house and I'm like, is it the kids? You know, I'm trying to process everything and get my mind together so I can wake up, get alert and be responsive to whatever it is he was getting ready to show me. We get down to the other end of the house and he was like, listen. And I'm like, what? Listen to what? He said, don't you hear that? And I'm like, no. And then I listen because I'm still, y'all, I'm just like, just really tired. And then I hear this cowling. just cowling and I'm like boy that's the daggone cat it's cat what do you what's the problem no I thought you was praying he said so but then when you when you got real intense he was like is she praying is she crying or what's going on he said so I'm running upstairs looking for you and I'm running through the house to see if you're okay he said then I'm hearing this noise He said, then I didn't want to go outside. I'm like, do you got your gun on you? Because what I'm supposed to do, we go over here going through the house. You hear this cowling and you recognize it's not me. Somebody better be strapped over here. So that was funny. That was really, really funny. It was funny because I'm over here like, dang, I ain't had no heat inferno while I was resting. And sure enough, here we go. I had to get about that good sleep. Then couldn't go to sleep. So we over here watching TV three o'clock in the morning. But uh, that was just a funny moment. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, okay, where was your G at? Where was all that energy when you heard this noise and you recognized it wasn't me? Who was going to rescue us and save the house? And it didn't happen. But as we were going through the week, 
I'm looking at a lot of things that go on locally. I know I'm from North Carolina and we, my agency at Family Services of America, we do foster care services and we also do in-school therapy services. And being contracted with the schools to do this service, we have an assignment of certain school districts. And in one of our school districts, I had um, read in an article where there were three middle school students who were taken to the hospital because they had edibles, um, of course, had drugs in it, but they obviously didn't have a really good response to them. And I don't know the details, but I know that a lot of them are very potent, but they're very tasty. And with them being tasty, it may make you think that, oh, I can eat more than one when really don't even need to be eating any of them. But definitely taking more can definitely lead to lead to a more um, concerning situation. And I'm looking at the kids from that school that are doing that, but I'm like, why we don't have any referrals from this school for um, therapy services? And what I'm recognizing as we're trying to make therapy convenient, we're still getting a lot of pushback. And I'm asking my staff and just asking other professionals and colleagues what is it that you're finding when it comes to parents being more active and getting help for their children? And oftentimes parents don't know that their kids need as much help as what they're experiencing. We're also finding that parents are very busy and they won't stop, pause and complete the paperwork. And then when they are ready for services, it has become an extreme crisis. And so when you're getting to at that point where it's a crisis, you're asking yourself, okay, how do we effectively manage this when it's gotten out of control? So stabilization is, crisis stabilization is a challenge. It's really uh, challenging because kids don't want to be pulled out of school class and peers possibly know that they're getting therapy because it's still a stigma. I thought that, shoot, you should have a therapist like you have a pair of Jordans. You know, we really got to make therapy popular because therapy is where it's at. And I'm grateful that a lot of people are coming forth to say this is a part of their regiment for self-care and wellness. But a lot of young people still, they just want to, you know, not have that part of their life so open and apparent and kids think that they are just some GI Joes and Janes out here when it comes to handling their emotions. I have kids that are in elementary school telling me that, oh yeah, details of what their moms do and what's going on in the relationships and what, you know, in intimate stuff. I'm like, you too grown for that. It was like, yeah, but my mom, we have a great relationship and I'm her best friend. You're eight years old and you're your mom's best friend and she's talking to you like, you know, you're a grown woman like me. That is not supposed to happen. So the parenting dynamic is definitely shifting. And when it comes to being transparent with your kids, there's still stages of development for that because if you're having difficulty understanding and trying to adjust why your husband cheated on you and left left you to go be with this other woman. How the heck you think your child gonna understand that? I don't get that, ladies. We have to do better at understanding what developmental uh, uh, lifestyle is because 
kids develop at a different, you know, pace as they're growing up. And if they have this black and white and there is no ambiguity in the middle, how are you going to understand the complexities of that challenging relationship that you don't even understand? So a lot of what we do is trying to help the families, help the parents, help the adults to learn how to become emotionally mature and just mentally aware of what's going on. But a lot of the women, my women, my women, I deal with a lot of single parents and it is tough. They're juggling multiple jobs. They have children in the home. They have no time for themselves. And then when they have to take the time they don't have and put it into a child that maybe have some more problematic behaviors than others, then it causes them to feel like they're becoming unraveled because they don't have the right type of support. And it's tough out here in these streets. It's tough out here trying to be great as a woman and let your, for me, black girl magic shine because a lot of opposition is out here to stop you. And then it's not just the external opposition that you have to deal with. It's those internal conversations and voices that you have to deal with as well, growing up and trying to do things at a certain standard so you don't ruffle ruffle any feathers and, and get too much attention shown to you and you can keep what you have out of fear somebody is going to take it. It's just all of these things. And then when I look at the gender biases that we experience as women, especially strong Black women, have this conversation with a lot of women that I deal with that are alpha personalities and their executives or leaders in their workforce and they're coming to me for therapy services. It's really hard trying to get them to understand and be more aware of that of that societal bias that was placed against us, placed against us in a way of saying that we're strong because we can tolerate a lot of pain. We're stronger when we are resilient, but resilient to the point where we're bouncing back and we don't even resolve the blow that we impacted on our bounce back. So it's like we're we're getting um, home home style surgery instead of going to a hospital because we're that resilient, we're that strong, we can tolerate that much pain. We don't ask people for help. And working with the women. It's that same mentality when it comes to trying to help them with their kids. They want, they need a quick fix because they really don't have time. They don't have support. How I'm going to take off work to go work with, help my child with these issues. And I'm the only one in the house paying the bills. That's the reality of it. And then I talk to women out here who are dealing with uh, men who just, they're just superficial. These men out here, I don't know where they came from. I don't know how they started developing into being men who are self-centered, who are limited providers, who are really egotistic and don't know how to take care of a home. I'm like, okay, even in the era when we look at the patriarchal era, men era patriarchal era men took care of their families they brought the, probably the the money home and may have had a family on the other side but them families was taken care of now these men just bounce and don't take care of the families and so the women have a lot to contend with and so women now because we are becoming um we're, we're experiencing more equality in the workforce even though it's still just just lengthy disparities in that 
where uh, we're now becoming and functioning more independent, but we're exercising that independence so strong where we don't know how to communicate interdependence. Like, yeah, we do need one another in this. It does make things easier when I do have your help. And I want to encourage the ladies on this episode today. Ask for help. So your topic going 10 minutes in is ask for help. Get the help that you need. Get the help that you know is going to push you into your next area of success, push you into, get you out of darkness so you can see some light, all right? Because we need to see some light in these situations. You're supposed to be salt of the earth. You're supposed to be a light that shines in darkness, but yet, you know, you just glimmering, you know, and people aren't seeing you. Heck, you're not even seeing yourself. You're not even showing up for you completely. And yeah, your nails look cute, your hair is done and everything, but I'm talking about showing up for you every day. And we normally go towards this part of the year saying, okay, well, what are we going to do better next year? I think your better needs to start today. Better needs to start today. You need to start creating habits for yourself that you're going to be comfortable with, that you're satisfied with. And I have uh, one teenage uh, girl that I deal with and she was saying, I'm doing this for my daughter. I said, well, hold up, honey. If you do it for yourself, what, what what would be wrong with saying that? Because a lot of times that what, that's what we convince ourselves to say. We're doing it for the kids as though we're getting nothing out of it. So I would challenge that if you came into my session. So I would help explore that with you. I'm not going to challenge you. But when we say things and we try to direct it towards everything else around us, we really need to start getting centered with ourselves to so we can get out of this denial that, you know, we are this super strong heat shero and that, you know, we got thick, tough skin and we, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't brute, we don't penetrate too easy. We don't bleed out easy, but most of us, a lot of us as women, Hey, we walking around just pure bleeding and people don't even know it. People don't know the pain. People don't know the trauma. People don't know the tragedy that we're experiencing People don't know the demons that we're fighting every day. And a lot of times when, you know, people that they, who say they love us, we recognize and start to question, well, dad, do you really love me? Because I've been going through all this and you ain't showed up yet. How can you not see my blind spots and sides if we walk along and we talk every day and we out here chilling, we hanging out, but yet you don't even know that I'm over here broken thinking about, okay, do I want to live today? You know, that's how deep you know, these issues go within our hearts. And I'm not putting responsibility to say that, you know, anybody's at fault. But what I am saying is if you are in relationship with someone, you do have a shared responsibility to know what's going on with them. So for this year, I did a TikTok and I said five things that you need to do before the end of the year to make sure that you are advocating and promoting strong self-care. You need to make appointments. And these appointments are one, with your therapist, got to get the mind right. Two, with your doctor, you got to make sure the blood is flowing, got to get checked out, make sure everything is functioning the way it should be. Three, a financial advisor, because money answers all things. And if you keep having to work three jobs and you still can't make ends meet, honey, you need to be doing something different. We got to start looking at helping you find a different trade. Come into construction with me, right? You can make good money. And four, a pastor, because we got to get a spirit right. I don't care if it's an evangelist, somebody to church, trust something. Got to be able to, look, I'm just not doing right over here. I keep going to the clubs and hanging out and I'm I'm smoking and I'm drinking after church because the spirit just still ain't moving for me. 
talk to people like that and they'll be able to help you. And then you also need to call friends. You need support. You need the right type of friends. You need friends who check in on you, not just people who you can just call, but somebody who will roll up on you. I heard Taraji Henson say that. She was like, I got the type of friends that I can say I'm okay. And next thing I know, I can be in another state and here they are flying in to make sure I'm okay because they heard it in my voice. If you ain't got that type of circle and friends, then it's time to find some new one because there are people out here who will support you and love you. Thank you for taking this journey. I hope you were very inspired today, relaxed, and able to reconnect with some thoughts that you had going on. If you are struggling with just asking for help and just taking that bold move and being courageous to say, you know what, I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to say, you know what, okay, if somebody give me a no, I'm going to still kick doors down to get me a yes until I get the right type of help and that's an area of struggle for you, definitely follow me on my website, www.shannonbattle.com. And I'm very excited about some intensives that I'll be hosting soon. So I'll be doing some couples crisis intensive. And I'm thinking about doing a mother-daughter intensive. I think that there are a lot of strained relationships and there are a lot of mothers who are hurt that they don't have a close relationship with their adult daughters or even with their grandchildren because of things that may have happened earlier on in their upbringing. But I'm here to support you all. I think we all should support, support one another. Another way that um, we can stay supportive of each other is to make sure that we're giving back to our communities and that we're really helping to educate our young people in any capacity that you feel that you can contribute a value. So if you've been through something and, and that is something that can help somebody else to shoulder the weight of what they might be experiencing, then offer your service. You got a lot to contribute. You don't need much. You don't need money to be able to do great things because greatness is within you. And when you start seeking those things, those resources will attract to you and you're going to have everything you need. Until the next episode, you guys have a great one.